Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Canty and Carlin podcast. In their 47th season in the NBA, the Denver Nuggets are going to the NBA Finals. We're not satisfied. I think that's one message that's coming out of our locker room right now. We understand that we're heading to the NBA Finals, and we have four more games to try to win. The Heat become just the second eight seed ever to make the NBA Finals. We know we have more work to do, but damn, is this hard. The longer you're around in this business, you realize the harder and harder it is to do something like this. Love to love to love you. It's Canty and Carl on ESPN Radio. ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. Does this have a Missy verse on it? Do I have that right? I forget about Ask the, the metaverse. Ask the guy from Virginia. Say it one more time. Ask the guy from Virginia in our uh, control room. That would be know. me. That'd be me as well, but let's defer to Shannon. Is, is, there, is there a Missy Elliott version? Uh, Unfortunately, no. She is not on this song. No. Okay. No, Who, who's on this Timberland track? Timberland and Magoo. Yeah. Maganu. And uh, I forgot the... Uh, the other rapper on it, but yes, Timberland and, Ma- and Magoo. There's no remix with a female voice on it. All right, I got it. On no, song. she was rapping, but it wasn't. It wasn't Missy though. It wasn't mi- who? Okay, okay. All right, all right. So that's now the mystery is who was it? Because Shannon would have dropped that line if he knew. Yes, it's, that's Shannon Penn. I'm not sure. It's Eric on the ones and twos bringing us back. I, it's a good mystery. It's a good. It's a good lyrical mystery. She's Courtney Cronin. I'm Randy Scott. Uh, it's Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN App, Sirius XM Channel 80. Not a lot of rappers from Northern Virginia. You know, that's more, you know, you get down the Pharrell Williams, Tidewater area, that's that's more, uh, that, that part of the Commonwealth can can uh, stand up on its own in terms of musical uh, lyrics and, and beats. I mean, God, Timberland down there. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. You can tweet us at Randy Scott ESPN, at Courtney R. Cronin, leading you into coverage Shanta, here. Shanta. Shanta was the rapper. Really? I'm looking at you. Shanta. All right, all right. Yeah. Join the conversation. CC call in line 888-STATE-ESPN, 888-729-3776. It is the last chance to get your NBA Finals predictions off. Who wins? Who's the MVP? Who needs this more? Is it Nikola Jokic or Jimmy Butler? To whom will this title be more impactful? Uh, we've got, uh, you know what? Can we, should we, should we get, can we get to the calls? Quick? I, I feel bad for By- Byron in North Carolina has been holding... Byron, I think you're going to zag while a lot of people are riding the Nuggets and Nikola Jokic. Byron, you're on ESPN Radio. Who you got for an MVP in this one? Got Jimmy Butler. Uh, If the Heat are going to win, it's got to be Jimmy Butler. I mean, the way I look at this is Miami goes out to Denver, wins one of the first two, comes home. And what people aren't talking about, Tyler Hero coming back possibly in Game 3, averaging 20 points a game this season. What extra firepower that's going to bring, take a little stress off Jimmy Butler. Uh, but again, I think the Heat win in six probably. Um, I'm a diehard Heat fan from Miami originally. Taking my 10-year-old son this week. We're flying down. Going to watch the Marlins on Tuesday. Going to watch the Heat on Wednesday. The Panthers in the Stanley Cup final on Thursday. Whoa. And if everything goes right, everything goes right. The University of Miami in the Super Regional, another number eight. That would be three eight seed going to championships. And wow. uh, you know, I hate it for the Boston people, but all those years that Tom Brady brought us all the heartbreak with Marino. 
yeah. back in the years. It's just pay back to Boston. We took down the Bruins, took down the Celtics, <laughs> and I hate to say it, but uh, it's time to go go dig some gold out in, in Denver. All right, listen, I appreciate that. So I'm so glad you held on, Byron, because anybody who's, you know, it's sort of like the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Anybody who's anti Tom Brady and look, just looking for long seated revenge, like I'm, I'm, I'm riding with Byron in this. And how cool is that for a road trip, Courtney? Like you fly down, you get the Finns. No, you get you. Sorry, you get the Marlins. You get the the Heat and the Panthers, and then maybe even some some College World Series baseball. About to say, we have a couple callers with some means here today. And just so you guys know, if you ever want to slip Randy and I a ticket, we are more than happy to take that off your hands. Yeah, yeah. Just, I would like to go to a Heat game as a fan. Not that, like, you know, I, I go to one in Denver, too. I'd go to sure. any arena just yeah. to hang out and watch the NBA Finals. That would be pretty cool. I'd rather go to Denver this time of year just because, A, it's not as hot or as humid, and B, the Nuggets are, are going to are going to roll. Let's get to, uh, you know, you don't see a lot of Randys anymore. We're kind of a dying breed. They're not making new Randys these days. Let's get to Randy in Florida. I used to be a Randy in Florida. Shout out Fort Myers. Shout out Tampa. Randy in Florida. You're on ESPN Radio. Randy, I'm right down here in Lehigh Acres, which is about 15 minutes yeah. from Fort Myers, so that's I, where I am. Man, I did a story about uh, lightning detection at Lehigh High School there. The Lancers. Okay, okay. Let's I go. Know I went to Bishop Burrow, but I know Lehigh Acres, Lehigh oh. High School. All right, full disclosure for you guys. I'm a New Yorker by birth. I'm okay. 51 years old. I came down here at age eight, so it's 43 years today. Mm. I still root for the Knicks. I keep my eyes on the Giants. Diehard Yankees fan. However, I live here, so I'd like to see the Heat win. But I have two things for you. I never heard anybody talk about altitude when the uh, <clears throat> Nuggets were bad. Alex English days, Carmelo over there, even um, when Iverson went there. So I wanted to ask you about that. And then secondly, to diverge a little bit, I don't watch the NBA much. I get all my information from you guys because I can't. I don't understand how they took the big man out of the game. You know, so I'm not used to seeing seven footers come to the three point line and shoot. So I just wanted to get your uh, your imp- opinions on those two things. It's pretty great, isn't it? Watching Nikola Jokic do that over Anthony Davis, step back threes, flick of the wrist. I love it. I I would love to know the true study as to like when that started evolving because he's right. A lot of people have looked at this. Where the the big man though, like back in this series this year or in these fine these uh, NBA playoffs, did we not kind of see a reemergence of that in a way? Oh, we did. Yeah, we saw with Anthony Davis having to defend him in the low post, and it's not just that obviously he can shoot threes and he has an outside shot, but I don't know. I felt like this was the first year in a while where we saw the reemergence of that, but. It's it's a sight to be seen, and it is really jarring when you see someone Nikola Jokic's size shoot the ball as well as he does. Here's the thing. Here's what I'm going to say. He's Denver had some awful seasons, and I I truly do believe it's a function of the roster and not of opponents being able to handle the altitude better in terms of why we didn't hear about it. Look, would we agree that LeBron James is a fine-tuned athlete? Would we agree he's an elite athlete and has been for some time? Yes. LeBron James said, this was after this was before Game 1 of the Western Conference Finals, talking about altitude, yeah, it's real, you get tired a lot faster. That's an Ohm Young Misook's piece right now. Ohm Young Misook, uh, one of our talented writers, um, NBA, NFL, you name it, and he's out there. It's on the front page of ESPN.com. Kevin Garnett on his own uh, show, KG Certified. I mean, says a word we can't say. That bleep is real. You know what they do before games just to F with your mental? Can I say that? 
Can I, can I use that? You just did? Initial? I did. It's okay. Um, mental, welcome to Denver. If you start feeling faint, it's because you're above sea level. It's you're above like 5,280 like, feet is what they say. They're like, they warn you over the loudspeaker about hypoxia and they say 5,280 feet you could experience fatigue, headaches, dizziness. Like they start going through the symptoms. So it is a mental thing, but the players themselves, finely tuned athletes, absolutely agree to it. I think that the average person hears altitude and hearing Denver, Denver, the mile high city, it's not going to Telluride, Colorado, where the base is 8,200 feet. Like it's not going to places that, you know, have incredibly high altitude at base, you know, at like the base level and not being up on a mountain. But they're doing things that we're not doing, Randy. They're like at the peak of competition, and you have to do it for about you know two and a half hours, roughly. Yeah. yeah. Like a normal fan can sit at altitude, watch a game, and not feel anything. But you got to put yourself in the shoes of players who are you know sprinting back and forth, up and down the court, and the pace of play at which the the Nuggets play. I mean, it's not anything that like is like it's not the fastest in the league. It's not the slowest in the league, but. Having to defend Nikola Jokic, having to, you know, the ball movement that we've seen, that really pushes a team and that tests them. And when you're doing it with another element in there, which is the altitude, it just makes it more complicated because you have to think, all right, if I start feeling winded in games, how do I combat that? You know, you don't really see, you never see this in the yeah. NBA. You see players at, in the NFL games getting oxygen on the sideline. Oh, yeah. How do you expect players to recover if you are feeling winded or feeling faint or anything like that at altitude? We're not saying they're, like, doing this at, you know, 10,000 feet or they're, you know, playing a game on, on Mount Everest. But <laughs> it does matter, and it absolutely factors into the overall look and feel of a team. If a team looks sluggish at altitude, it's probably yeah. because they are because they're being affected by the conditions in which they're playing. There's plenty more on this. She's Courtney Cronin. I'm Randy Scott. uh, In for the guys on Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Uh, So there's there's altitude for Denver and there's culture for the Heat. We've heard about Heat culture for years now. Uh, Obviously, their fans are a are a chesty bunch on social media. They're loud and proud and probably a lot of adjectives that you can't say on the radio. It does beg the question, though, because you, you, you can't argue with the sustained success here. I mean, this team is back as an eight seed in the NBA Finals a few years after playing in the bubble uh, in the NBA Finals. Is it tough for Courtney to establish culture? Because it's undeniable that he'd have that, have a culture. Is it, is it tougher to establish it or maintain it? I believe it's harder to maintain it because so often, like take a look at teams that have been successful in any sport, what happens? Usually there's players that get too old, too expensive. You have attrition, you have roster teardowns, and eventually you have to start over. The Miami Heat have a coach who has been coaching this team. He's had this exact same job since 2008, and he's been with the Heat as an assistant since 1997. There's nobody better to tell you like the true everyday story of this organization for the last 25-something years than Eric Spolstra. So to maintain that from roster to roster, because the players come and go, a lot of times the coaches end up staying there longer than most players do. Think about how many great teams he's had come through there, how many teams he's led to mm-hmm. the you know this stage of the game before. Mm-hmm. I mean, the guy coached LeBron James, now he's coaching Jimmy Butler. And throughout that, we've brought up this idea of heat culture that – has has manifested itself in different forms. I don't think we've ever had this many 
undrafted players that we talk about being massive contributors to the outcomes of games. But it, there's a common thread that has lasted and really withstood the test of time, re- withstood the changes that have gone, gone across the NBA. And it's so rare because in an era uh, you know, where we see so much turnover and see players jumping ship and going from team to team, the Miami Heat have continued to do things their way, and it's paid off not just this year, but they were in the finals three years ago. I really think you can get you know, a new coach, a new GM, sometimes both, sometimes just one, but you can get a new coach in there. They slap, you know, let's go Ted Lasso, right? You slap a believe poster on the wall. You start espousing togetherness and family and, you know, everybody pulls his one and one voice and whatever else. I feel like culture can be established, but to maintain it in the NBA, when you have such roster turnover, when you have a star system that where it's kind of like raising children, like you are eventually the goal is to develop your players to a point where they are so good they leave you you cannot afford to keep them and that's what we're going to see from these Miami Heat Caleb Martin is going to be a 20 million dollar a year guy uh Gabe Vincent's going to make his money as well Gabe Vincent is an unrestricted free agent uh you know likewise for for Max Struess uh I mean Victor Oladipo has has a player option Kevin Love's unrestricted like this roster is going to be different but to me that's why Jimmy Butler is the perfect star for Miami because he is not He's not an uber max contract. If if he played during the regular season the way he does in the postseason, maybe maybe he he would be. He's a brand unto himself. He is you know he is him. He's trademarking Himmy Butler. You know hates the nickname. He told Gary Streisky, my sports center co-anchor, that he's like, hey, don't call me that. It's not my name. But yet trademarking it. Like he he understands his impact. He understands his brand, his name there in South Florida and really around the NBA. But he's the perfect star because. He's not going to break their bank. Like with the new CBA and the new penalties that are associated with the different aprons, the different uh, thresholds with the salary cap, the idea of maintaining a culture is is impossible. It, it really is. I mean, you're down to. I mean, the Celtics have some difficult decisions to make. Once they pay Jalen Brown the max, once they pay Jason Tatum the max, we're talking about a combined nearly hundred million dollars for two players. When the salary cap is going to be 134 million. Like, well, how do you fill out the rest of your roster? And then how do you get that to identify with and embody a culture? So to me, not only are what we're seeing is what we see from the Miami Heat here, is this th- perhaps the end of this version of their Heat culture? It's It could be the end of identifying and maintaining a culture in the NBA because of the limitations that we have. The Golden State Warriors are probably the closest other example of this for how many years they were able to sustain winning and doing it with the same head coach, the same general manager, the same core. And regardless of what pieces came into the organization to enhance it and others who ended up you know, being a part of it but not enhancing it and, and, and players who left too, they were still able to have that level of winning. And I think that it's, I mean, of course, culture translating to wins is what's going to stand out to most people when they're talking about what's sustainable here. How do we, you know, how does a team get to have that sort of longevity? Mm-hmm. And it's following the same script year in, year out, and hoping that even if you don't have a year where it's successful, that following that script, being committed to what your plan is, is going to pay off. The Warriors are a team that did that for a long time, nearly you know eight, nine years, and we'll see what happens beyond this offseason because they're undergoing a ton of changes. But to your point about the Miami Heat, might this be the last time we see the construction of this roster as is? Yeah, because they're going to have to go the route just by the natural ebbs and flows of what happens when you have really good players who get paid, they're not going to be able to keep everybody. 
Will they be able to keep heat culture going beyond that? I think the answer is yes. If Eric Spolstra, you know, considering how much longer he wants to do this thing, keeping what they have in place, because coaching matters and the in-game adjustments matter. I mean, take a look at the series with Boston. Like, very clearly, even when they were down um, or even when the series got tied up 3-3 after they went up 3-0, he won that coaching battle in the end. And so much of that has to do with the trust that you have in your personnel, the trust that you have in the front office to construct a ro- the roster in the first place, and and the ability and experience of the head coach to guide you through murky waters. And Yeah, and, and the trust that the personnel has in the coach, in the to coach, be sure, as sure. well. It's certainly a, a two-way street. Courtney Cronin and Randy Scott. And for the guys, it's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. I want to float this out. I'm going to float the question out, and then we'll get to the calls. But which team has a better argument for the nobody-believes-in-us narrative? Okay, let's think on that. CC call in line, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. want to get to John in Arkansas has been holding uh, on the phones. John, you're on ESPN Radio. Hey, guys, the altitude is real. It's very real. I lived there for two summers in college, peak of my, uh, you know, athletic endeavors. And on the second day, you try to work out. Like, you just it's, it's totally different. But here's the problem and why people don't know that. It's because when you go there, you, you don't work out. You go there, you walk around. You really have to take in a lot of oxygen to realize it's so much smaller. But it only takes, three, like, two, three days to acclimate. By that time, the teams are back home at sea level. Yes. So you just keep in this cycle. That's the issue. That's what people don't get. That's such a good point. Aaron Gordon is in Ohm Young-Masuk's point, or uh, piece, rather. And John, appreciate that. John in Arkansas, thanks for the call. Um, but it's uh, Aaron Gordon who played all of those years in Orlando, which is, is certainly not much higher uh, elevation-wise than Miami. But he was asked, hey, you know, do you feel like you, uh, you need some acclimation process to the elevation of Denver. He's like, most definitely, oh my God, couldn't even feel my muscles. I feel like there wasn't even enough enough oxygen getting into my muscles when I played here at first. It was crazy. It takes maybe a week or two to get acclimated. So either way, John's point is right. Like, You get there to Denver, you play a couple of games, you're gone in about four days, three, four days. You're not really getting fully acclimated to it, to say nothing of the fact, Courtney, that we're coming off of a seven-game series. So uh, for you know Miami, in your opinion, Courtney, which team has the better argument for the nobody believes in us narrative? Of these two, it's probably got to be the Miami Heat, but I'm going to go here with the Denver Nuggets because how many times have we lofted that assumption of like, wow, it's going to be the Lakers. It's going to be the Golden State Warriors. It's going to be any other team but the Denver Nuggets to get to this point. I think they have a good, as good of a case as anybody. They don't have the true underdog label because they're a one seed and they didn't start their postseason run in the play-in tournament. But I think they're just as much as of underdogs as the Miami Heat are, and because they don't have that notoriety, because they've never made it to this stage before, there are a lot of people who didn't believe that this group, knowing as talented as it is, and we've gotten to see that play out over the last two months, Mm -hmm. that this team could get this far and and be on the cusp of winning their first title. I know it's a little unorthodox, but that's how I see it. I just, I I think I'm going to follow the money here. I feel like if you follow the money, it's usually going to lead you to some truths, and if you just look at the fact that the Heat in every series they have had, I, I it was closer in the Heat Knicks series, but Miami massive underdogs in the first round in Milwaukee. Oh yeah, Miami massive underdogs. We know what the ESPN analytics famously said: you know, three percent chance of winning that series against the Celtics. 
Uh, and now they're they're you know Denver's a, a prohibitive favorite, a minus four ten favorite as of this morning at Caesar Sportsbook. So I think they can just they can point to the literal money ex- exchanging hands uh, there at the sportsbooks in Las Vegas and, and online and say, hey, nobody believes in us, and they're going to tip it off. That's what's going to decide it tonight. That's what's so fun is we're going to decide it between the lines, uh, and we'll see how game one goes. Coverage here on most ESPN radio stations coming your way at 7.30 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, which NFL team is the best case to be this year's Miami Heat? So NFL team being this year's perhaps eight seed, making a title run, having the culture, the whole thing, however you want to define it, you can join the conversation, 888-SAY-ESPN, uh, 888-729-3776 is the call in line. Courtney Cronin, Randy Scott, and for the guys, that on your way on Canton Carlin on ESPN Radio after Courtney has this from FanDuel. All right, let's make a fast break to FanDuel during the NBA playoffs because right now, new customers can get a no-sweat first bet up to $2,500. You heard that right, $2,500. Visit FanDuel.com slash play and get a no-sweat first bet up to $2,500. FanDuel, official sports betting partner of the NBA. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Canty and Carlin, the podcast. Oh, man, we are not on simulcast, and that's probably for the best. A lot of white guy overbite in the studio right now. Not going to lie to you. Just putting a hole in that bottom lip, just... Just you know, you remember Hitch? You remember Hitch with Kevin James, where Will Smith is like, "This is your lane. This is where you live, right here." And it's just side to side. There's just I'm again demonstrating on radio, which really resonates. And Courtney Cronin is nonplussed. She is in Chicago. I'm Randy Scott here in Bristol, Connecticut. In for the guys, Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. Preek end vibes. 
Strong to quite strong oh, on a Thursday. Elite pre-Ken vibes right there. Elite. Courtney, you're in an uh, a, a, uh, elite summer city. Uh, my co-anchor this morning was David Lloyd. Just took his son there over this past weekend. Said it was Ferris Bueller weather. Uh, they did the whole riverboat, or uh, not riverboat, that makes it sound like they went back in time. Uh, they went on the Chicago. Uh, the, the architectural tour. <laughs> on the river. It's close. It's close yeah. to your showboat era yeah. there, singing Old Man River. But yeah, I, I totally could picture David Lloyd doing that. Yeah. yeah. And then they went to Wrigley, and he said, he said Wrigleyville, he hadn't been there in 20 years. He said it was just unrecognizable. That it's just a money it funnel. Is. Yeah, it is. It's it's so different than when I grew up going yeah. there. But it is cool. I actually was when we were on air earlier. I was seeing the riverboat uh, architectural tour pass through. Yeah, it's well. And listen, if you're the Dave Matthews Band, circa two thousand four. Two thousand four. Okay. Yeah. Probably. Uh, you know, just dumping your waste in just Chicago. Just make sure River. that you don't open your mouth if you're on the boat and don't look up. Hit don't hit a do boat. It. Well, that was that was uh, descriptive. That was descriptive. Yeah. Join the conversation, not about this, no, but about the NBA Finals. <laughs> get your last second predictions on. Uh, let's go ahead and get your winner. Let's get your NBA Finals MVP. Uh, let's anything you want to say about the series. Now's the time, man, because we are running out of time. Uh, less than three hours away from coverage here on most ESPN radio stations and SiriusXM Channel 80 for Game One and Canty. And Carlin is presented by Progressive Insurance. Looking for a career you'll love with flexibility, great pay, and benefits in one of the country's top workplaces? Come join their growing team. Go to Progressive.com slash careers and apply online today. We've been talking about the heat culture. Not even enough for Miami Heat fans, to be sure. But, but Courtney, which NFL team, in your opinion, let's sort of cross-pollinate here, which NFL team has the best case to be this year's Miami Heat? However you define it. Yeah, and you can define heat culture or what the Miami Heat are doing in the 2022-23 playoffs, however you want. And I went the direction of we have been building towards this. We have a culture that everybody can buy into from the head coach down to the 53rd player on the roster. And most people aren't predicting this team to go – you know, super far. I think they might actually be a playoff team this year, but I'm going with the Detroit Lions. And the reason I say that is because, do you remember, of course you remember, the knee bite, biting the kneecap comment from Dan Campbell when he was introduced uh, during his press conference wearing his boxed uh, tie and shirt combination, likely from Kohl's or another department store. Like, it was kind of laughable. And I think that if you were on the outside looking in saying, there's no way that this is going to work. This is a joke. You've got a lot of shtick that people didn't believe in. But to where this team started after being a perennial playoff non-contender for so many years Uh to where they are right now, very well, like the betting favorite in the NFC North this year. I think they have all of the makings for a Miami Heat sort of run where people might believe in you. I mean, and that's the thing with like the Miami Heat. I know that they don't take the regular season seriously, and there's so many reasons <laughs> why that's evident. Go take a look at what Jimmy Butler did. He just won Eastern Conference Finals MVP and how unseriously this team took the regular season. Right. All of a sudden, they can just flip the switch and they're a good three-point shooting team after being one of the worst in the regular season. I don't know how that works. And you can't do that in the NFL. But you can have the run in the regular season do just enough to get into the playoffs and then 
make some noise. Now, upsets have happened. They do happen in the wild card round. I think that the Lions right now are a wild card team, but um, you know, actually, they would. Yeah, like I mean, they they are. I think that that's fair. I'm going to yeah. go ahead and say that they are a wild card team. They'll be yeah. playing on wild card weekend to have a chance now to do what so many people don't think this team is capable of. Maybe like that they would be capable of down the line. That's a Miami Heat sort of trajectory. Okay. All right. I'm going to go ahead and disqualify every team in the NFC. And I say this because I'm trying to draw a parallel between the Eastern Conference and the NBA to the NFL. And in the East, we thought, hey, one of these three teams is going to win the NBA championship. It's either going to be Milwaukee, Boston, or Philly. And what happened? Miami Miami just blew through that conference. So to me, in the NFL, it's either going to be Cincinnati, Buffalo, or Kansas City. All due respect to Philadelphia. But you know what I mean? Like that's that if you look for a conference with imbalance, it's the AFC over the NFC. So I gotta look for a non, you know, contender, traditional contender, popular pick in the AFC with an established culture, a team that is a mainstay in the postseason, that maybe will be a lower seed in the postseason and then make a run. So you got to think outside the bun for a minute, and to me, it's either the Pittsburgh Steelers because of the culture that you know they they they've they've had in the Steel City. I mean, I don't like I don't know. You 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 look at, uh, at Kenny Pickett being their leader, I guess de facto. To me, that's more of a defensive mindset to be sure, right? Like you've got um, T.J. Watt, you've got all sorts of talent on the defensive side, um, and and you're looking at. The culture that's been set by Mike Tomlin since 2007. You know, yeah. you need longevity at the coaching position, and that's so hard to get in professional Huge sports anyway. So, to me, it's the Steelers, and I mean, somebody you need a massive first year to second year leap at the quarterback spot. You need someone who is a star like Jimmy Butler who can carry this team at times. I'm not exactly sure who that is, but to me, Culture-wise, that is the best mirror. Uh, I I want Johnny in Colorado to hang on. I want Wayne in North Carolina to hang on. And I want you to hang on. We're going to get in to your calls as well as news today from the team that the Heat just knocked off and eliminated. And one of their postseason questions there in Boston has been answered. It's Courtney Cronin and Randy Scott. And for the guys, Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. Lost the ball, poked from behind by Butler. Butler gets it back and slams it. And the lead is 17. After blowing a 3-0 series lead, the Heat stop the Celtics in Boston and make history themselves. They become just the second eight seed ever to make the NBA Finals. I'm just confident. I know the work that we all put into it, so I know what we're capable of. But nobody's satisfied. We haven't done anything. We don't play just to win the Eastern Conference. We play to win the whole thing. <laughs> Sugar! Canteen Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN App, Sirius XM Channel 80. She's Courtney Cronin. I'm Randy Scott. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. I'm so old. I downloaded that song on Kazaa. Kazaa? I had I it on LimeWire. LimeWire. I put like 10 viruses on my mom's computer. No big deal. 
I had one of those. I'm so old. I had one of those uh, colorful Apple desktops. You remember okay. those? Yeah, I sure do. The thing that, I mean, the, the desktop itself, the CPU was like 80 pounds. Do you remember the, how it heavy was, those computers were? Yeah, it was. It was, and I remember I broke it because of viruses, like off the jump, like maybe opening weekend of having this thing. <laughs> and I called Apple because I was like, "My dad will kill me for downloading music. He will murder me dead." And I was trying to explain this to the to the Apple rep or whoever it was, and they were walking me through, like, "Try this command, try this, blah blah." blah. And finally, he goes, "You know what?" <laughs> He's like, "You got a paperclip?" And I was like, "Yeah, I got a paperclip." He goes. Just here, in the back of the CPU, in the back of the monitor, there's a little hole. You see the little hole like next to the Ethernet wire or whatever? And I was like, yeah. And he goes, just stick the paperclip in there. Hold it for two seconds. You'll feel a click. And it was. And that's exactly what you was a hard- reset the whole computer. Hard reset. Yep. Was able to, to uh, close out of uh, Kazaa when it opened back up. And Shaggy didn't download any more viruses that day on the old Scott family computer. No big deal. Uh, the CC call in line is 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. If we have more time, I'll tell you how Sony Music threatened to uh, to sue me and shut off my Ethernet, uh, <laughs> Ethernet port when I was in college. That was a fun letter to get. But let's get to the phones. It's Wayne in North Carolina. Wayne, I just want to warn you, if you come at Courtney, you come at both of us. So let's play nice. Wayne, you're on ESPN Radio. Oh, sure thing. I'm not trying to come come at anybody. I just want to go. make two points. One one is about heat culture, and it starts at the top with Pat Riley, instilled in Eric Spolstra. Now it's on the team. We kept uh, Udonis Haslam around probably five years past when he could actually play, and you got Alonzo Mourning, Karan Butler all involved in the day to day. But the issue I had was with the not trying, not taking the regular season seriously. I could see where you would say that. But that's how you get seven undrafted free agents playing in the final because everybody plays during the season. He's working out the chemistry. We had a lot of injury problems. Um, but he's always trying to figure out what's going to work and what's not going to work. And I thought we missed our window. I'm not going to lie. The goal at the beginning of the, of, the, of the playoffs was to win two games against the Bucks. Everything else is gravy. Yeah. Yeah, you've been playing with house money ever since, but those are the most dangerous teams, Wayne, honestly. And that's just not in Miami Heat, you know, history. That's Courtney in, in NBA history too. You get these teams where they had nothing to lose. You know, that's a dangerous group. To me, that's more more dangerous than a team that, that, that gets cornered, you know, the way the Celtics did in that Eastern Conference final series against the Heat. Or a team that's trying to win the regular season to be the one seed. And I and I really I say some of that as tongue in cheek, and it really started with Amber Wilson who we're going to hear from a little bit later is host of Joe and Amber on ESPN radio. I remember like there was something she posted about like Jimmy Butler. And she's like the laughing, crying emoji about how Jimmy doesn't care about the regular season. And it's evident when you see a different version of him in the playoffs. And it got me thinking about the way that they got here. Yeah. And it's honestly what the NBA hates because the, the, impetus is not on the regular season anymore and it makes it kind of lessens the product itself and like well what's the real importance of those 82 games when you've got an eight seed who's on the cusp of doing something historical by getting to this point in the first place where you can maybe be a team that like 
I don't want to say like lets your foot off the gas because we already see that with everybody. Everybody's doing load management. Everybody's making the most of a very long regular season to try to get to the finish line. And the smartest ones are the ones who are not going all in 150 miles an hour in the regular season to go like the Warriors did the 73 and nine. Was that important to them when they won that? Absolutely. Sure. It became the team with the best regular season record ever and, and beat the Bulls when they had the 72 and 10 record. But I just think that the Miami Heat, look at this. Maybe they're playing yeah. 3D chess with us because the roster construction is one thing. I thought what Wayne said, though, really hit home with me. Udonis Haslam is still on that roster. I mean, he's not on the playoff roster. He hasn't. He played seven games in the regular season. He's retiring at 40. Yeah. What was the one thing we've talked about when the Memphis Grizzlies bowed out of the postseason in their series with the Lakers? They need to have veteran leadership. They need somebody there guiding John Morant because he's on the cusp of throwing it all away, which, of course, then we find out, you know, the gun incident and everything else after that. But you see Alonzo Mourning, who's some, you know, he's in their front office. He's he was part of what heat culture was. And, and, you know, for, you know, with the Miami Heat and really building that long before we were like branding it as heat culture. Yeah. He's now part of like the roster construction and building what they're doing with player development. Udonis Haslam at the end of the bench is somebody that's not just there for Jimmy Butler, but like the young guys who are going to be the next ones mm-hmm. in line, however long this thing goes. Like they've shown you what it takes to be successful, not just from having a great coach, not just from having great players, but from the way that they handle the regular season, knowing that it's not the end of the world if you're an eight seed, because if you have a roster that is constructed in a way that you can overcome losing your second leading scorer, you can overcome being up three to zero and then tying the series, having the series tied with you at three, three, you can overcome that because of the leadership aspect you have. And that cannot be overlooked. Oh, I'm with you. I'm with you. Let's get to Johnny in Colorado just because he's been holding this long. Johnny, we got about 30 seconds. Your prediction for the NBA Finals is what, Johnny? Hey, guys. Thank you for having me. Um, what a time to be alive. What a time to be a Nuggets fan. Nuggets in four. I don't see them losing a game. Oh. With the three losses in the playoffs this year, they lost in overtime to Minnesota, which they were down by 12. They stormed back in less than two minutes to tie it up against Phoenix. Those two games, Kevin Durant and Devin Booker had to have 70, 80 points, and uh, Larry Shannon had to have a game of his life. Don't forget that Aaron Gordon bodies you on Christmas. So I don't, until someone takes them down, the Devin Nuggets are offensive juggernaut, and I don't see them losing. Nuggets get four. All right, Johnny. Appreciate you. Joe Fortenbaugh over at the Daily Wager uh, likes a bet of it's the Nuggets minus two and a half games. So either it's a sweep or Nuggets in five. That's his favorite bet of the NBA Finals. Courtney Cronin, Randy Scott, and for the guys who has more to gain by winning this title, Jokic or Jimmy? It's Canteen Carlin, ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to the Canty and Carlin podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app. Canty and Carlin, the podcast.